0: Here's the situation, Rush. You've been named head of casting for Toontown. I'm going to name some cartoon characters, and based on their mean, their personality, mood, and basic characteristics, I'd like you to name the quintessential type of role for them.
1: Outstanding. Uh, I'm Rush Howard. I'm
0: TJ Jagadowski.
1: And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And TJ, this week our theme is the mean wild
0: yep meanwhile and uh mean is spelled
1: m-e-i-n and you just described it in your in your lead in but maybe give the folks uh, a quick uh uh reminder and or explanation of what that is
0: and and i was unsure if is it m-e-i-n or m-i-e-n i because i i spelled it i always spelled it one way and then had to correct it the other the other way it's not how mine looks like in mine comp it's the other, it's the other vowel construction.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't even. I'm uh, trying to look it up <laughs> even as
0: we speak. In the but uh, in the meanwhile, I will say that in the meanwhile is is the theme, and the mean is it's basically trying to get a gauge on the person from sort of from how their appearance is. So their facial expression, maybe, maybe how they're dressed or whatever you try, like how you can look at a friend and know that they're just having a rough day just by looking at them. That is kind of your, you're taking in their mean and making, making a call on that. So it's
1: uh, judging a book by its cover. Yeah. And uh, it is M I E N. And we can leave that in just so I can be embarrassed. I I let it off by spelling it wrong, but m (laughs) e E M I E N so the mean wild.
0: Yep. And it's a person's uh, look or manner, especially one indicating their character or their mood, is how uh will be we our for now at least our operating definition on that.
1: All right. Uh okay. So let's uh, uh, let's kick it off, TJ. Uh here's the situation. Yep. You're approached by a deity. Mm. Uh the deity says, Um, I want you to think of six positive qualities. Okay. Uh, six parts of your, uh, personality or, uh, you know, to me, a mean kind of, uh, touched into this a bit and uh, I want you to, to break them down as follows. I'd like you to give me three positive qualities, uh, that you don't have Mm -hmm. that you would like that you wish you did. I'd like you to give me two positive qualities that you have them and you're like, I have a little too much of this. I feel like I got a little too much of a good thing going. And then I want one more that is a positive quality that you respect, but you don't want anything to do with. You're glad you're glad you don't have a bunch of it.
0: interesting. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) That's a tough one. Okay. Um So I can immediately come up with one of the first ones, one of the three, the positive qualities that I don't have. Um, I would like, uh, I don't think I have courage. I would like bravery and courage. Um, and, and I don't know because I'm really put in a spot where I have to rise to that. I've kind of carved out a fairly comfortable, uh, non... Non-threatening, uh, non-adventurous sort of lifestyle, I would say. So, I would like to think I would rise to the challenge. But as I sit here right now, I'd like bravery or courage. Um, yeah, we
1: don't. We our lives don't like open themselves to a ton of bravery proving no. opportunities. It's like the, the, the my courage that like, comes up in whether or not I volunteer for like a magician's assistant
0: right. like, role, you know,
1: during a magic show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's not too many times where I'm like <laughs> I will step forward and uh, and, and do XY. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I I am not decisive. I would like um I would like decisiveness. I, I as soon as I make a decision, I either have a either buyers remorse or immediately see the other side of it, so I spend a decent amount of time arguing both sides of a point in my in my own in my own head. Um and then the other one I would like is, um, and this is odd because I spent a good amount of my time on um, on stage uh, in front of people. That's, you know, how I made my living for a while. Um, I would like more confidence. I, okay. I tend to approach things with, with a, a lot of doubt. Th- those probably all fall under a general, um, you know, uh, anxiety heading. But I think I could have gone further both personally and professionally, if I had more confidence in myself.
1: All right. So that gives you your three there. And yeah. uh, all those are, yeah, I mean, kind of... Um,
0: From a similar school, they, they, I guess.
1: Okay. Similar school. They, they require a certain amount of uh, jump-starting and belief, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, the belief will lead to both confidence and courage, I suppose. Um, and probably confidence has, has an impact on decisiveness. Yep. Right. And, and, and I was kind of thinking, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like, have an overabundance of confidence, but I wouldn't say I have a confidence problem. So I, I but I would, I, I was thinking a little bit, maybe one of mine, if I had to pick ones that I w- would, would be okay losing a little bit of, might be decisiveness. Cause sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I'll just, you know, just, <laughs> here I go, here I go, making this decision. And sometimes I'm like, ah, maybe you should have waited a little bit more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the different options. Um, So let's see if I can come up with two that I think I have too much of. And this is probably the nicest word for it, but I'm overly like conscientious. Um, okay. I um, am probably too like solicitous in making sure that like is everybody okay um and also to the point where i did like a trivia you know i've done a couple of trivia nights and like yes. i go over yeah. them and over them and over them to make sure like they're properly phrased and i didn't miss something or i didn't leave like an opportunity for for more than one like answer but i but i am like there's there's at least one or two go-throughs of those that i'd be i've it would have been fine without it, but I am overly conscientious about about that.
1: Well, I, I I would say that my dad would be really thrilled to hear because he like when I was growing <laughs> up, the main thing he would be like, you, the best quality you can have as a student is is conscientiousness. You know, <laughs> that's such that a, was the word.
0: That's such a tough one to dump on a on a on a young kid of like, well, what, what 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 is that and how. How can I yeah. be that? <laughs>
1: yeah, but that was his like key key thing. So he'd be like, "Way to go, TJ! Well done, well done." You can't be too conscientious. Uh, he would probably say.
0: Yeah, I I, I am. Um, and let's see something else that I know. I have uh, abundances of, th- of things that I that I don't want. So uh, to think of another um, positive one. Um. Well, I guess this is. I, th- I think we've spoken about this before, but like I am too wide open. I am too vulnerable to animal suffering to the point of like, if one of those ASPCA commercials comes on, I have to like turn away or turn the TV off or run for the remote. Cause like I don't rebound quickly from, from, from witnessing something like that. And I think it's a good quality to have, but I, I I've got it. I've, got it in spades. I could
1: see I could see an argument that you perhaps too empathetic when it comes especially to uh to non-humans.
0: Yeah, I certainly could use more in respect to humans. W- yeah. Without a doubt, I could I am at a deficit for that. If I could if I could take one from one I would, pile I think that's right. I would <laughs> I would dispute that uh but
1: but I could see I could see you saying to this uh, we'll come to this in a moment. but it, that perhaps take a little bit of my animal empathy and moving into human (laughs) empathy if i could you know maybe uh, that makes sense and now what is the what's the one where you're like look i totally respect this it's a good trait to have but i don't i don't want anything to do with it it's not it's not a positive i even want to have
0: Uh, i was torn between two political savvy and uh criticism being a good critic and uh and I don't think I want to traffic in criticism. So I would say yeah. like, I, I can see the value of it and you know, those who do it well and right. Um, okay. But I don't think I would like want to be a, uh, a, I don't know, polished critic or, or whatever. Um, uh, I don't think I'd want to be good at criticism, I guess.
1: <laughs> okay. And you think that's, but you do think that's a positive. Like yeah a, it's I, a good attribute for people to have is like a, a solid and criticism
0: without a doubt especially you know and ideally if not every time from someone who's 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 asking for it who who wants it but you know like i i've direct you know had a chance to direct things direct sketch or whatever and part of that is being you know a, a really savvy critic uh of like hey this part isn't working here's what i think it you know, could use to make it work. Um, or here's what you're doing that is is keeping that moment that we need from happening happen. And so, someone yep. who can do that succinctly without hurting someone's feelings in as few words as possible, and the right way to uh, to convey it to that person, I think you know, I think that is that's a that's a great a great skill. But um, sometimes when you know you get too used to finding out what's wrong with something and how to fix it you start looking at everything in the world as it's got something wrong with it. And you think, you know how you can fix it.
1: Yep. Yep. Good. So, so now this deity, um, she says, uh, I didn't ask you for no reason. Uh, I would like you to pick, uh, and you can either, I, I will imbue you with one of the three things you said you wanted. Okay. I will reduce uh, the, the, one of the two things you said that you had, um, but you'd like less, or I will guarantee that you never develop, um, the, the positive quality, uh, that you, that you were, uh, that you preferred not have, which of those six do you pick? And she says, I, I am sorry, since decisiveness is one of the ones you had on there. I, I see that this may make you uncomfortable, but you're going to have to choose.
0: Oddly enough, I have no problem choosing this one. Uh, I will choose from the three positives that I don't have, and I will ask for courage.
1: All right. Very good. I think
0: courage can can give me confidence. Courage can make me decisive. And I just want it if I need it. I'm still going to live a life where I hope it doesn't come up. But when needed, I want to have courage.
1: Yeah. So she clicks her heels and says it was in you all along. (laughs) And you're very frustrated by that because you're like, no, give me the
0: courage. And now I turn into a, a better lion with c- right. courage. There you go. <laughs> All right, Rush. Let's see. Oh, so this was odd. Um, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes when I'm putting questions together, I'll write I'll write my questions down and then go through some of the emails we've, we've gotten. And I came okay. across an email from a listener named Dan Whiteley. Who um, had two PSs by the way, a PS and a PSS or a PPS post postscript, PPS right? So his yeah, PS, yeah. his PS was that he thinks he was the 137th five star review, so he says we're inching towards inching towards a challenge. Okay, oh, good, good. And he also good. said, "Long live Dougie Poots." That was his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good.
1: Good. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, we got uh, we got to lift like ten thousand pounds or something. Yeah. Right. Five star reviews. Okay.
0: <laughs> and. Um, what struck me about Dan and I wrote back to him saying this is that his submission was almost exactly one that I had already written down for you on, um, for this theme, um, for the wild part of in the mean wild. And it goes like this. Here's the situation rush tomorrow, all people and all things ever made by people will disappear. Um, it is you, with your current knowledge and the clothes on your back, you will be dropped somewhere in the United States to fend for yourself. So the first part of this is, in what state or city would you choose to be dropped?
1: Okay. So, uh, first of all, great situation. Thank you, Dan. Uh, all all
0: people and all things made by people are gone. Right. Right. Okay. No roads, no homes, no buildings, no tools, no yeah. anything.
1: Uh, okay. My my gut reaction is... So my, my first thought is food, right? Mm-hmm. And my gut reaction is I'm going to be... And this may be stupid, but my gut reaction is I want to be in a place where I can learn whether I am better at obtaining food for myself... By fishing mm-hmm. or by, uh, you know, uh, whatever, killing animals on land or, or, or hunting for, you know, vegetation on land. Right. Um, so, so I want to be somewhere kind of like coastal, I think, uh, to address that. And, and then of course I need, uh, an excellent source of, um, you know, fresh water. Yep. Right. Uh, I also want to find myself in the most temperate possible climate. So those are various things running through my head that that all suggest I'm more likely to want to go somewhere in the South. I mean, my goodness, I'm not going to do Minnesota, even though there's all these great lakes and probably very clean, fresh drinking water would be wonderful, but I'm going to die winter. Number one. Um,
0: you and I went through the same exact process with this. Um, that I I thought coastal fish like seemed like an almost endless supply and easier than I don't know catching and killing a deer or or something like that. Yeah.
1: So I think I would want to look at a map, and I would want to find a place where there's a freshwater lake or a freshwater river that is in the relatively near vicinity. Obviously, it doesn't matter because there's no buildings or anything left. But relatively near to where San Diego is located, because okay. I think that is probably the the best 365 day a year like I can live outdoor
0: temperature. Great, great. A uh, uh, a couple of um, follow ups. And how long do you think you'll make it? And if so, or if not, how long do you think you'll make it for? Do you think you'll live out the rest of your life, or you know, is it like oh hell, thirteen days and I'm and I'm dead, or or, or what?
1: Well, I think the odds are super high that I will I will die more quickly. Like if if you split into two parallel universes and you have me and then you have this this version of me, I, I certainly uh, would bet heavily on um, uh, the current version of me just for medical care alone, right? Like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to be in a bad problem, you know, if I like snap an ankle mm-hmm. uh, on my own with no with no <laughs> doctors or whatever. So, um, I think. Who I think, uh, you know, I, I probably, is probably totally wrong, but I, I think I have a chance, okay. you know, I think I can, uh, what I'm going to need to do is find, um, one good source of food, one good source of water and one, you know, uh, shelters given my location, you know, is. I think I've got a little more time yep. uh, to get to get that worked out, but it, it, I, you know, I, I could die very quickly if I can't figure out how to how to drink water without like dysentery or whatever, you know, killing me. And um, you know, obviously, I don't have like a purifying station for the water and so forth. So, I mean, part of me wanted to go to Colorado just for like, you know, the water seems really clean, but right. then, like, I can't. I just can't make it in a winter. I, so uh, I would say the over under on me surviving is like, it's a, it's a reverse bell curve, right? Like a lot of my deaths come in the first 30 days. And if, if, if I make it, you know, kind of past 30 days, maybe past, yeah, past 30 days, then then I think we're, we're looking at it. I, I can make it, I can make it, but, but I think there's a, a decent number of these times where I, I go down in the first 30.
0: I had thought Hawaii on this, like for, Easy coastal, like maybe you can find crabs, snails, like little, you know, clams or whatever, like shellfishy kind of things for a while. And that there always seemed to be mountains there where there was a constant cloud over it, like a cloud that didn't move, yeah. that there would be some sort of condensation and collecting water and maybe some fruit. I think land animals would be next to nil though i think they got like chickens and shit but those were all brought by people over over time so i think it would be basically a seafood and you know and fruit diet um but i thought like temper there'd be some crazy storms and it'd be probably on the hotter side but i wouldn't have to worry about some choice
1: because they do have you know whatever there's 17 climates known to man or whatever 13 of them exist on the hawaiian islands um and you know (laughs) Part of part of me it's like it's terrifying to think about being stuck. You're just alone oh, right. in Hawaii for some reason. <laughs> but then I'm like, it's a lot bigger in my apartment where right? I'm really stuck for <laughs> who knows how many months.
0: And you got no okay. real way to get around anyway. It's not like you're hopping in the car to, to take a ride. <laughs> oh no, I'll build a car with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, two other two other follow-ups for you on this rush. If it, if we opened up the entire globe, would you pick someplace um, someplace else or does the does the temperate nature of like that San Diego area pro- make it probably just as as good as anywhere else in the world?
1: Well, you you've made a big a good pitch for Hawaii, I have to say, because it doesn't rain, you know, in San Diego. And so maybe I'm going to I just don't know how easily I'm going to get sick off of the water or start getting used to the water off of you know something other than than you know I mean I feel like every survival movie you ever see like they have to collect the rainwater right the rainwater is what you know really does the
0: or the, find the, the job from running so maybe, maybe find running somewhere water away. somewhere yeah
1: you know? uh yeah I think there's probably some some foreign spots that would uh Uh, that would make more sense, but I'm just not as, I'm not as familiar to say like, oh, this part of the Croatian coast has great, you know, just the right amount of rain and whatever. Um, so no, I don't think I would change.
0: Last one is, um, if you could choose to be an expert in one specific skill to benefit, uh, you, um, during this, during this time, what one specific skill would you choose?
1: Great question. Uh, So three, three jumped into my head, Mm -hmm. carpentry, hunting, mechanical engineering. Yep. Um, the last one's probably too complex, right? It would probably require me to be able to do some other things I can't do to get me to the point where I, I want to get there, but it's like the kind of pie in the sky. Like if I could really start putting together some
0: fashion uh, rope and, and like a basic pulley or just know how to move something large if you wanted to, or that kind of stuff. yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm. I, I got to tell you, I might just prefer to die than any of this. Right? Like I, I'm living on, by myself in a in a, in a in a future with no other human beings. I don't know. That would be an interesting. That would be an interesting scenario to see. To Maybe see what 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 I would do. I might just jump off a cliff. And so Maybe. Hawaii would be kind of good in that regard too, because you have a good suicide uh, <laughs> yeah. option in the vol- volcano.
0: Maybe you choose the the scale the the one expert scale of um, self amusement. <laughs> I have that one. I don't need it. <laughs> All right. So thanks to uh Dan Whiteley and me for coming up with that one. We appreciate it and hope uh hope you're well. Dan, he also was very nicely said that uh he looks forward to the show. It helps him uh through this kind of like uh these anxious times. So that was that was awful nice to, uh, of you, Dan. So we hope this one's working for you.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Dan. Um okay. Uh TJ, uh, you know, I'm going to piggyback off the, the a thought I there just had at the end. Okay. Uh, it's kind of similar to this last one we just did. Uh, okay. TJ, here's the situation. Yep. You die. Okay. You go to a place called the meanwhile. Mm. In the meanwhile, you wait to see whether you ultimately make it to the good place or to the bad place. Okay. And the thing about the meanwhile is you got to wait there for a while and you don't know how long. Mm. Could be quite a while. Could be not that long. Hmm. How long? Who knows? You're allowed to grab five non-living items that will keep you entertained for however long that is going to be. Oof. What five items Damn. do you grab? And I will say, <clears throat> for to start with, you can assume that you have... Um, Things that are outside of your home, but that are kind of, you know, readily available, like, uh, you know, readily available.
0: Items. They got Internet in the in the in the meanwhile. No, sir. No um, electricity. Could I plug in? A, could I get a radio signal down there?
1: No, I should have. I should have been clear about all of that. Like <laughs> you can't have like a TV where you're getting, you know, in, you know, TV from. Assume you have no ability to connect really kind of to the human world you could just take five things with you.
0: All right. Um I'm going uh two two I know. I'm going to grab a uh a ball, a uh rubber ball. Okay. So maybe like a Spalding, one of those uh you know those like pink rubber balls. Okay. Um I'm going I'm going to grab the novel Ulysses. I had come to terms with the fact that I was never going to read it, even though it ends up on the <laughs> on the, the the list of like greatest books of all times, so often at number now, one. Now
1: you, you may well read it 10,000.
0: times. <laughs> I might. And I think it's long and dense. So hopefully that'll that'll eat up, eat up some time. Um, these are probably two separate things, but I'll going to grab a really big pencil. Okay. and a as as deep a sketch book uh with as many pages as i as i can find um so those are four and um, I'd, I'd
1: like to make a quick point that actually goes back to our last episode if i could yeah please because you just reminded me so in the last episode i asked you about um you know, you can have these different like kind of one-off parlor tricks. And one is like, you Mm -hmm. can sing any song you want. One is you can play any song you want on the piano and, and you put near the bottom, um, uh, be able to draw one animal. And you said, you know, draw an elephant a hundred times. I don't even know a hundred people that might want it. And I was going to point out, and I forgot to last time that I actually had that one way, way higher when I thought about it, because I thought if I can really draw an animal well, I think I might amuse myself the best by doing that.
0: Gotcha. Like
1: I might sit around and draw and just draw and draw and draw. And that, that would be a cool thing to do. Like my mom can really draw and paint. So I thought that was interesting.
0: So yeah. anyway, that
1: partly to give you a little bit of time, but also I meant to
0: say that last week. <laughs> I, I also think when I thought of that last episode, it was like, oh, it might be, and I don't know why it didn't seem more true of the other ones. Um, because the other ones were only also being able to do one song well or one, um, that I, I, that I thought it might be so frustrating as to like, why can I draw an elephant? Great. And I can't draw a goddamn dog to save my life, you know, like, right, right. but if I, if I just get, if I'm just accept my mediocre artistic talent, then, then it might be a good time waster to have a a, a pencil and uh Man, I, I I hope I don't have to use this last one in a pencil sharpener. Nah, I'll just, I'll do it with my teeth. Um, and. I'll give you, a,
1: the, the pencil is like evergreen.
0: Okay, so a pencil, pad, a ball, Ulysses, and. Ooh, a piano. All right. How about that? There you go. <laughs> you,
1: uh, you're not going to use one of them on like, a, a, a book of songs like that teaches you how to play. You're going to have to just figure it out. I right? just
0: have to figure it out myself, man. Just figure it out note that's, by note.
1: That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I bet you know. Again, if if it ends up being like the equivalent of ten thousand Earth years, you'll figure it out. <laughs> right. and, you know, yeah, really how to play that thing. <laughs>
0: uh all right that that's not easy that was not easy all right buddy how about this we'll see this one's a weird one uh but i looked for one based on mean so um this uh is is the part of the definition of someone's look indicating their character so here's the situation rush I'm going to give you some um, some mental images of appearances that might give you two different impressions, and I'd like you to tell me which impression is stronger to you and why. Hopefully this will become more clear as I give you this first one. A man stands in front of you with a cowboy hat and a tin star on, but uh, on his vest, but he wears it over a gondolier's striped shirt and is holding a gondolier's oar. Is this guy... Is this more of a cowboy to you, or more of a gondolier to you? Gondolier. Okay, and what if anything defined him as more gondolier than cowboy?
1: I I feel like cowboy is like sometimes you dress up like a cowboy, (laughs) uh, and gondolier you just don't like you're either (laughs) like if you're dressed as a gondolier it's because you're you're a gondolier. I think it also mattered that I thought of it as. The cowboy stuff was on top of the gondolier stuff. So the gondolier was closer to him and closer to who he was.
0: Okay, great. Um, Next, you see it's a dude with a shitty, stained, like old clothes on, but he's got a Rolex and like a a clearly nice gold necklace. Is this like a schlubby dude with a couple nice things or like a, a really wealthy dude just totally dressing down?
1: I don't know i mean he may have stolen the watch and chain mm-hmm. um but i i guess i guess i'm more inclined to say that he's probably like wealthy and he's just you know it's weird though right like he cares enough about his appearance to have like a fancy rolex and a uh, a gold chain which is just an odd one to me to begin with but 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 he's you know he's otherwise like totally in disarray. Yeah.
0: Uh, Not like fun, trashy clothes, just like trash.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm going to just change once again and say, no, I think, I think this guy is, uh, I think he's come into these, these gold (laughs) items with, uh, by, by some, you know, improper means or Uh, something. I don't know.
0: All right. All right. The next is, it's an animal rush. It's got a tiger face and a tiger torso, nice. but crocodile legs at crocodile height with a crocodile tail. Are you looking at more tiger, or are you looking at more crocodile right now?
1: Uh, So disappointed, because a tiger, one of my favorite creatures, (laughs) crocodile pretty far down the list. I think tiger, I think the head, uh, the head is going to gonna be more important to me like you you know the eyes are very expressive you know in any all these creatures I think I'm more likely to look at them in the face so
0: but I, it's that I, that, I, I'm that I'm tiger face like a, is only like four inches off the ground man that guy's just scooting that's a low tiger
1: yeah it's <laughs> it's a terrifying creature let's start with that but I think I'm more likely to call him like a tiger dial than like a crocker okay okay you no so, uh, tiger
0: all right here's the next one it's your brother Wright's face but he's on Charles Barkley's body in full Phoenix Suns uniform. Oh, yeah. Is that more Wright Howell or more Charles Barkley?
1: You're really pushing my... Uh, my you just look at the face uh, from the last example to the test there. Wright Howell, who does not... For those that don't know me, it does not look like Charles Barkley. Um, round of rebound.
0: mm-hmm
1: oh full on...
0: Oh, i think six foot six right undersized for his position i think i think charles was maybe Yeah,
1: maybe i mean you know there are there a lot of rumors no no taller than six four uh i think i'm i, I still think i'm gonna probably talk to him like he's my brother because of the face
0: okay <laughs> all right now, last one rush it's gyro meat tzatziki sauce tomato and lettuce it's on a kaiser roll are you looking at a gyro, or are you looking at just some sandwich right now?
1: Oh, super disappointed. Uh, <laughs> Man, I know, What a waste. Uh, it's, it's not a euro. No. It's not a euro. I can't, I can't say it's a euro. I'm going to say this is a – I mean, look, the – got to have the pita. Yep. You know, I mean – I. First of all, it's not very hard because I just discard the Kaiser roll most likely or, or make the side, and then I have like a, a euro plate mm-hmm. uh, but no, it's not a Euro. it's, it's a, some other sandwich that I'm not familiar
0: with. Do you need the world, the world doesn't need You need the euro meat, right? Could the euro be because sometimes uh, you see like chicken euros? Do you consider that a euro if it's the chicken still on the spit and carved off Euro, euro meat style? Do you still consider that a euro?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would call it a chicken euro, but but yes, okay. Um, and and look, I mean, the, you could have lamb or you could have uh, uh, you know beef, and and both of those I'm going to call euro just the same. So, um, I, I I don't think the exact type of meat is, is as important as um, you know some someone in that family plus that type of bread.
0: Okay, and then you can kind of what if it's like got mustard pickles and and uh like pepperoncini yeah no so no, you can't I mean, you can't screw with this one on most okay right?
1: like, <laughs> like the world is broad enough that if, if you make some major changes we ought to call it a new sandwich and you know i mean i like i like to say a reuben is different from a rachel a friend <laughs> of mine my friend brad was like People are giving people like <laughs> Rachels all the time and passing them off as Rubens because most people aren't going to be able to tell the difference between corned beef and pastrami in a uh, otherwise like Thousand Island drenched <laughs> sa- uh, sandwich. Let me That's ask.
0: Probably true, but let me ask you the last variation on this on this Euro scenario: Euro yeah. meat pita tzatziki sauce. Just those three things. Are we qualifying as a Euro? or are you saying you need lettuce, lettuce and tomato, or or whatever no, little bit? I would call that I'd probably be enough. Okay, that a but as long as so as long as those big three are there, all big three, even if it's only those big three, we're good.
1: Yeah, but then if you were like, then if you put mustard and pickle and other stuff on it, I'd be like, what is going on? with okay. this? this is a this is a fucked up Euro.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you.
1: All right. Great. Uh, okay, TJ. So we're still in the meanwhile, M I E N uh, wild, wild, yeah. Um, okay, so I did a thing uh, looking looking for situations where I was like, "All right, wild." I want to think of some some topics on wild, and I went and I looked. I don't know exactly why, uh, but I looked for movie titles uh, with the word "wild" in them. Oh, okay. And I, I was like, these movies suck. <laughs> Like uh, there, there were a couple that
0: were something wild. Happy. Was a, something wild was pretty good, wasn't it?
1: I, I don't know if I would say that, but but it wasn't <laughs> one of the like the ones that really jumped up. But there were so many like wild things, okay, and, uh, wild hogs, and oh right, uh, I, I don't know. There were there were. I, I'll pull up a list while you think about this. But I was like, you know what? It turns out that the world, the word wild, is a pretty strong indicator that your movie's not going to be good. <laughs> and what I want you to do is come up for me with at least one, but I'd love to get more than one, but at least one word that if it shows up in the title of a movie, you know, that movie is not going to be a good
0: movie. Oh, I can tell you. And
1: it and it has to have been in at least 10 movie titles that we can then identify.
0: Damn it. I just thought so of... it
1: can't be like, it can't it... be like, Leonard, right? You know, and we know that Leonard Part Six is really the only one we know, and that's terrible.
0: Maybe it'll be that number, maybe seven. Well, uh, no, because seven was great. Never mind. It'd have to be like maybe five, like whatever. Whatever the fifth one of that series is definitely gonna. Oh, in three D.
1: Oh no no no! That's not the actual like. The
0: well, Jaws three D. Jaws Jaws was Jaws three D. I was gonna say funny, and though I've never seen it. Uh, I'm guessing Funny Girl was pretty was pretty was pretty good because um, I think part of what wild part of what works against wild is it makes a claim like watch how fun this is gonna be and so it's already setting itself up to fail you know like because if it's not as wild as you want it to be or whatever then it's gonna then it's then it already sucks so if something claims to be like yeah. funny like Funny Farm or whatever that Chevy Chase uh uh awful movie so it feels like it's gotta it'd be useful to think of it as like, Oh, it makes this claim. And so then it's, it's like, it can't live up to that claim. And so like, it makes it easier for it to suck.
1: I love that analysis. Cause that, that's exactly what's going on with wild, right? <laughs> it's like, it's over promising. It's going to underdeliver. deliver. It's like, Oh, this is crazy. This is great. You know? yeah. And then, and then it's, it's, if it's a comedy and it's got wild in there, it's just like, it's promising, like kind of a, a level of like zany, non-thinking comedy that's going to stink. So I'm going to pull up funny. Uh, we're going to do. Uh... I think
0: Funny Girl was good. I've never seen it, but uh, here, here's another one for you. Uh, there's been so many bad movies with dragons that dragon yeah. might dragon might doom something. I think a lot of times people make a bad fantasy movie and just throw a dragon in there, feeling like that will that'll sell it. Um, I didn't mind Dragonheart. I am the lost one. Um, but I dragon might, might doom things. Um, Oh, I had another one. Damn it. I had another one in my head. Um, i have not
1: seen a ton of movies that I liked. It was funny. Funny people was okay. Um, there's funny face, which is, is well-regarded movie.
0: Probably. Uh, funny
1: girl, of course. Um, Barbara Streisand, Omar Sharif, James Kahn. Can you name that movie? <laughs> <laughs> funny lady
0: no oh because barbara streisand was in funny girl right The i think it was the story of like fanny bryce basically right
1: yeah it was seven years later so it must be a sequel yeah it's a sequel and it was ranked number, 20, <laughs> number 25 out of 123 most rewatchable movie musical
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh here's one i feel like they've made nine different movies with the word sorcerer in it and and none of them have oh. none of them have been good
1: uh Sorcerer's Apprentice was pretty good, right? The old Disney thing.
0: Okay, because isn't there also like a Nick Cage Sorcerer's Apprentice one? Or yeah, and
1: that's that's no good at all. Okay, I, I think movies with sorcerer in the title, you you you've hit on a great one there. I mean, most popular sorcerer movies, I don't even know uh, what what they could possibly be, but that's a great one, Sorcerer. Uh, I I do kind of agree, the dragon
0: you know yeah is there a good dragon one enter the dragon maybe enter the dragon i mean it's probably not like you know fancy movie good but yeah but probably good movie good damn
1: red dragon was not so great um how to train your dragon oh that's a good one yeah that's the top rated one on imdb uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the, uh, the film. Watched one of it? The worst films of, awful. of all time. Yeah,
0: awful. The, la- the last dragon, right? That was the one with Sean Connery. Dragon Heart was a different one? Was that like a... Yeah. That was a young... Girl with
1: the Dragon Tattoo was
0: pretty ah, good. Ah, darn it. Okay, so actually there's some good dragon movies.
1: Well, there's so many. There's so many. The overall average is pretty low.
0: Computer? Say, but... Uh... <laughs> That's good. So why don't we, why don't we put that one out to our listeners and oh, say, Hey, here comes Kak, come Here comes But well, What
1: I want, what I want is a, a movie title with the, a word. that's in at least 10 movie titles that has the lowest average yeah. quality movie. And and so far uh, between you and I combined, I think my favorite one is sorcerer.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh. Uh, Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that bubbling at the back of my head and see. So, all right, I'll give you one, Rush, that was also inspired by Wild. Here's the situation, Rush. You've been hired to help create another dimension that is just a little off from ours. They're going about making this other dimension by basically starting with stuff from our dimension and changing it just slightly. You are placed in the sayings and adages department where they tell you that they've come up with a fun way to change these old sayings. On one card, they will draw the old saying or quote, and then they'll draw another wild card, giving you some sort of instruction or substitution um, that you're allowed. So they ask if oh. you're ready to start work.
1: This sounds like we should convert this into a party board game, by the way. But that's, uh, I mean, uh, okay. If this works, we're, we're, okay. we are get the IP rights to this.
0: So they pick the first card, and it says, Give me liberty or give me death. And they pick the right. second card, and it says, uh, substitute or uh, replace one word.
1: Oh, man, this is a good party game you've invented, DJ. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so nice. give me liberty or give me death, and I've got to come up with a... You uh, get
0: to replace uh, just one word.
1: Uh, right. So, like, if I want to just go down the middle, I'm like, give me freedom or give me death. Mm-hmm. But if I want it to be more fun, I'm like, uh, you know uh, give me liberty or give me highways.
0: Right. Uh, or cheese, make, you know, if you want to make it, you know, like my
1: old, uh, my old attack on the libertarian <laughs> uh, approach. I'll say give me freedom or give me death.
0: Okay. Um, the next one is early to I bed. Mean, give give okay. you,
1: give you liberty. Absolutely. Or
0: give me liberty and give me death. That's, you know, <laughs> you get, get your cake and get to die too. Um, the, the next card they pull is early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And okay. you get the uh, the second card pulled. says you can substitute up to three words. Up to three words.
1: Uh, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yep. Um, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man... Lower pants size, <laughs>
0: okay. Great, <laughs> that's true. I think if
1: you get up, yeah, you do
0: some exercise. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Otherwise, take care of
0: yourself, yeah. Your pant size is going to come down a bit. You drop some pounds, yeah. Okay. Um, the next card they pull says, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and sure. once again, you can replace one word.
1: <sighs> um, uh, uh, let's say, um Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So we basically got three fun words to change. We could say, uh, uh if I had to pick something else that would be the most sincere form of flattery, uh, I might say, um, uh, I don't know, compliments uh <laughs> but that's not really that's, not, that's pretty on the nose not a helpful phrase well, uh, so imitation is the sincerest form of blank that could be um I- imitation is the uh sincerest form of uh, impression uh, mimicry <laughs> yeah. uh but if, if let's, let's let's attack the word sincerest okay say, imitation is the uh most overdone Form of flattery,
0: laziest. Or, uh, put in two words for one, <laughs> laziest form of flattery. Laziest. All right. Um, overdunnest. We have to go with overdunnest because you just get yeah. the one word. Orthodontist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Orthodontists. Yeah. Imitation for some is the orthodontist <laughs>
1: flattery?
0: And, I, and then instead of being like an old saying, that just becomes like what an orthodontist does in in that dimension. He just is a flatterer. Yeah. Or or just an imita- in, he's like, just an impressionist. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great orthodontist tonight. You know him, you love him. <laughs> hey, lady. All right. Um, so- or,
1: or I guess that would mean that like, <laughs> people that do good imita- good imitations per- just just perform at like, <laughs> groups of
0: orthodontists, right?
1: Because <laughs> right. they come in and they're like, oh, this, this is just more orthodontist ladder.
0: <laughs> All, there right. Go. All right. The next card they pull says the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And yep. you can add up to six words.
1: Okay. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yep. And I'm going to say, the only, wait, no, instead, one of the.
0: <laughs> Things we have to fear is fear. Perfect. That's perfect. I think that, I think it actually fixes that in a nice yeah, way. It's yeah. more accurate. Um, all right rush like, i can't
1: remember if it was gary larson somebody had a great like a great send-up of that uh when i was a kid i can't remember the exact thing but uh we have we have a lot more to fear than fear
0: <laughs> without a doubt and the last one rush is don't count your chickens before they're hatched oh and your your wild card says open for entire recontextualization
1: okay okay uh right 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 so um Don't stop uh, running until you hit the
0: finish line. I love it. There we go. Nice work, buddy. Nice work. And maybe we invented a party game.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. It Uh, feels like,
0: it feels like it could be in the cards against humanity family or something like that. You know?
1: Yeah. It seems like, uh, I've been playing a lot of quiplash and Fibbage, So I'm I'm probably stuck in that that mindset. It does (laughs) feel a little like you could, you know, it it would be like a a derivation of that. right? Right. where you have, um, you know, Balderdash was just the one type of Balderdash, but then they went beyond Balderdash and you had like six yeah. different ways to kind of do a similar theme. This could be a way where like a fill in the blank.
0: Beyond okay. Balderdash was, was pretty, fun. was pretty great.
1: Oh, it remains, it remains a great game. Yeah. The hilarious bluffing game. I, uh, in, in eighth <laughs> grade, I got, um, I had a, a Latin teacher, uh, Mr. Curtis, who was, uh, as most Latin teachers would be just a real, um, what, what's, this is embarrassing because I'm about to say a person who knows a lot of words, <laughs> and I don't know the word for that. I was about to say bibliophile, but that's the wrong word. But a real
0: Logo? Linguist,
1: isn't it? Either. But...
0: Might be logophile, yeah. maybe.
1: Logophile? That so may a guy who really loved words and loved the derivation of words and everything. And, uh, you know, Latin wasn't necessarily my favorite class. And somehow, some way, I introduced him to Balderdash. And he loved balderdash ah. so he just let us play balderdash for the last ten minutes of class uh, every day for basically the second half of the year. And we would just we would get to do one game of, uh, of balderdash uh, and it was I loved it. I,
0: there was a there was a nice turn of phrase. There's this woman, Abby Shackner. She lives out in Los Angeles. She used to live here in uh, Chicago, and she would do um, one woman shows. And she had a line in one show that stuck with me forever. And she probably this was probably '95. She says, "I'm a." I'm a philophobe and a phobophile. I am uh, afraid of love and I love fear. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, a okay. nice, it was a nice turn of phrase.
1: That is a nice turn of phrase. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, TJ, uh, here's the situation um, I'm going to give you uh, a, uh, a series of, uh, of two statements. Okay. Uh, all having to do with wild we're still in the mean
0: wild right. and I want
1: you to tell me which one is you, you, you are more likely to agree with and why.
0: Okay, great.
1: Uh, so just which side of this you, you end up on. All right. Um, so first pair of, of phrases, uh, wild animals are more interesting to me than domesticated animals Okay. or wild animals are less interesting to me than domesticated animals. Which of those do you agree hmm. with?
0: And, and why? Oh, tough one. Tough one. Um, wild animals are more interesting to me than domesticated animals, I I guess I would okay. say. Yeah. Um, it feels, I would say, why? I know less about them. Um, I live I live with a domesticated animal that I know fairly well. And even though it yeah, seems you know like... Beth, you know Beth well. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, the more you get to know her, you've realized there is so much more to learn. Uh, That's right uh but i've i've like i've touched a bunch of domestic animals i've gone to a lot of petting zoos and uh and farms and stuff so um there's i feel like i'd have so much more to learn from wild animals and that their behavior has been less um less reconstructed for our desire that they are behaving basically as they, as they would in a world untouched by people. Whereas I think by definition, these domesticated animals are behaving not, not necessarily in a way that they were initially, initially made to, to behave.
1: Where do you come out on the concept of safaris, African safaris, pro anti in the middle?
0: Um, does a safari necessarily involve hunting or can you just take, okay, gotcha. Um, I, I think I, I, I would say I'm pro. I would say I'm pro. Um, I mean, it's as close as I guess you can get to them in their, in their, in their natural habitat. Um, also, I like to imagine that any, any money spent on taking the actual safari is put into, um, you know, into the care of the animals or, or, or what have you. I mean, I guess the ideal situation would be to let all of them be untouched by us, uninfluenced by us on, you know, whatever by us. Um, but I also watched a documentary one time where a baby moose, I think, was drowning. If not, it was an an elk. Um, And the documentarians, you know, like I guess by strict documentarian code, were not allowed to interfere in any way with the life of the animals. And that included saving one. And so it was this excruciating footage of something that happens in nature happening in nature documented by 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 these um, by these these filmmakers um, and so whereas like a safari or a safari land might go a little bit against let these animals just be these animals i would like to think that if one of them was sick or hurt that one of the you know um, what forest keepers whatever the uh, whatever the the name i'm i'm blanking on is to who kind of upkeeps the the territory would, would step in and try and try and help. So I, yeah, I've never done yeah. one, so
1: I don't know too much about how they work, but it, you know, the, I've seen like videos and stuff from, I mean, I think, I think the good ones try to be as un, unobtrusive, unobtrusive as possible. Yeah. And like really cool stuff, like where the, you know, lion just comes up and like stretches. Right. On the Jeep, you know, and, uh, it's crazy to crazy see like a cheetah
0: with, you know, with, with, cubs or kits or to see like a just to see something simple like a giraffe just eat from a treetop it would just be like that seems like magic you know like the the fact we we've gotten so acquainted i was thinking of this the other day something as simple as a butterfly like if we didn't have a butterfly that would be a magical creature in some sort of fantasy book like the this yeah. incredibly colored incredibly dainty flying thing that came from a worm And we still don't know how it reconstructs all of its organs in a cocoon to become an entirely different animal. That's, that's outrageously like incredible. That, that is the stuff that people try and put in fantasy books and, you know, and often, and often fail. So something like, like this thing's got a, like a 20 foot neck or whatever so that it can eat leaves. Like this is, this is crazy.
1: Oh, my God. Think about it. If you were 50 years old and you did not know what a giraffe was, you'd never, you know, never heard of it, seen a picture or whatever. And then you're just walking through like a zoo and you see a giraffe. You'd, you'd be, oh, you would be
0: lose your mind about that <laughs> right. thing. That there could be such a thing. <laughs> right. it's, there's nothing remotely close. No, no. <laughs> you know, you're not like, oh, it's a
1: horse with a pretty long neck. No, it's got a goddamn like 15 foot long neck. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I love it. OK, uh, another one. Uh, tell me which of these two things you agree with, uh, more, uh, wild cards are a function of bad game design Mm -hmm. or wild cards are a function of good game design. And there, I'm just talking about a card, you know, that can be used as any other card and most commonly, I suppose that comes up in poker where, you know, house variants will be like threes are wild. They count as anything.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I like. I, I'm going to say it's a function of good game design. Uh, I'm going to say that you've constructed a game well enough that it can tolerate this one, um, one oddball element of it. Um, I, I'm going to say it's a. It's a. I'm going to say it's good. Plus, it also goes to my taste that I. I like there being one element that is um, may just be the lucky, the lucky one. Um, it's, it, you don't, it, it, you know, it can't be wild enough so that it, it, it by itself determines the the, the outcome of the game. But in something like Uno, there's wild cards. I don't mind if there's a joker in the deck. I play sometimes at the casino, play Pai Gao poker, as you know, one of the, one of the, the, the only games I can think of that keeps a wild in the deck. And I like that every time I'm dealt a hand there's a possibility that that card is that that card is in there working for me. So I'm going to say it's a product of good game design.
1: Yeah. All right. interesting. I, I, I think when I think about the wild card, the problem I have with the wild card, I mean, the wild card is fun, right? And mm-hmm. it, 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 it engenders a good feeling when you draw one. So you have to make sure that you've balanced the game out in a way that says, we're just going to recognize what the downfall is of the wild card, which is you, you when you have a wild card, you have made a card that is unequivocally better than the other cards, right? Because it is, it is itself each of the other cards and it is whichever one you need in that current circumstance. So you have, you have, you have lost the balance of, you know, in some games you might want each, each piece or each card to only do a certain thing. And you don't want ones to be kind of strictly better than other ones. And when you have a wild card, then you've made a card that's strictly better. So I, I, I don't necessarily think that makes it bad, but you just have to you have to have a reason for that. And I, I find it frustrating sometimes when games haphazardly put in right. the concept of a wild card and then make it turn into a uh, who drew the wild card. Right. Because that's, that's who
0: wins. I, I think it could be a sign that you've constructed such a good game that you can take one trapdoor in there that you can have this one other thing knowing it won't it can't determine the outcome solely um even like in pai gao that the wild card there's this, there's restrictions on that wild card it can only be an ace it can only finish a straight or it can only finish a flush so that wild yeah. card can only have those three functions that can't necessarily turn a terrible hand into a great hand but it can do some pretty you know magical stuff in the right circumstances
1: i also think when you're playing against the house it's it's a different paradigm because there you know if if i draw the lucky wild card especially if it only benefits me or if we're playing blackjack or poker where where you had i guess it wouldn't be poker but if you had well it could be like a, a, a table draw game or something and it could really only benefit me then then I would have less of an issue with it than if you're trying to make a balance, you know, 4 yeah. player game and there's just this one card that's like, oh, well, obviously I'm glad I drew that instead of any other card because right. it is every other card. <laughs> and
0: the casino probably likes having it in Pygou because in a player's hand, it only benefits the player. In the dealer's hand, it benefits them against every player.
1: Well, right, and I mean, they've yeah. obviously masked out the odds of all of it so it's all fine for them because (laughs) the game is in their favor and they're ultimately going to win um all right so last one of these and i think this is my last one then we come back to the top
0: we'll be back to the top
1: okay um which of these do you uh, agree with more um it's good to get your wild years out of the way in your teens and early 20s or it's better to never have wild years at all
0: Ooh. Ooh, um, it's good to get them out. It's good. It's good to have that time in your, in your teens and twenties. Yeah. Yeah. But up, up against never having felt that feeling, I would say better to better to have done that than, than not to have, not to have done that. I would say you should know you what that feels way. like.
1: You gotta be off the rails for a little right. while in order to appreciate being back on the rails for and, the rest. Of and better
0: the to road, do them the the then day. when there's less, sometimes less consequences for a 17 year old than there is for a 48 year old. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Right. All right, Rush. We're back to the top, and here's the situation, Rush. You've been named head of casting in Toontown. I'm going to name some cartoon characters, and based on their mean, I would like you to name the quintessential type of role for them. For an example, like the divorced dad getting his life back together, scrappy mailroom worker who's going to make it to the top of the corporation, any of those sort of familiar, familiar tropes. So they don't—they don't have right. to be super. They can be specific if you want to. But here we go. And what do I got? One, two, three, four, five. Ah, there's like six of them, maybe seven. Um, right. One of our favorites, who who I've always thought you've channeled a bit for um, the court of uh, moral. Oh,
1: okay, I know who this
0: is. One of our, I'm guessing one of our favorites, Foghorn Leghorn.
1: I would say the so the trope I've got to assign Foghorn Leghorn to some sort of classic trope. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the uh, uh, overconfident uh, father who is trying to teach his son stuff and, uh, and and realizes that he has less of a grasp over uh, what he's trying to teach than, okay. than he thinks he does <laughs> at any point along the way. I,
0: I thought when I was thinking of him, I thought of him like uh, one of those small-town lawyers, like, uh, well, so I might not have... But I, then I was thinking, like, maybe that's how they made him in the first place, that <laughs> yeah. you, you can't bring him well, back to where his origin didn't was. didn't say
1: lawyer... Because you and I are both familiar with, with a lawyer right. uh, who is, uh, has some qualities. Oh, well, i say, uh, you, uh, if I had to take a look at the defense, yeah. I would say that the evidence presented has been a, a, a,
0: a insufficient at uh, this point. Yeah. We are. All right. How about um, Betty Rubble?
1: Betty Rubble? Yeah. Um, Oh man. Uh I think of Betty Rubble is like uh I don't know. I always associate her with Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island okay. for some reason. Uh but I don't know if that's really a trope. I mean I think of Betty Rubble as is an unfortunate trope, which is the like underwritten housewife, right? Like they didn't I I I haven't seen that many Flintstones. There's not that many episodes of Flintstones. They lost their mind like very quickly and introduced aliens and stuff in
0: like twelve episodes. It was um, it was not. I tried to keep this gender balanced and just going through a lot of like cartoon characters. It it was a primarily male dominated um uh, probably, arena. Yeah. So yeah, massively
1: um, sexist. And I, I mean, you know, Betty Rubble. Like uh, when you think of her, like the most of anything i've ever heard is like oh my god she's a fax you know like had a barney he really outkicked his coverage uh to end up there and then by the way like barney's you know basically adult right yeah and then and then his son is like super powered with strength and his wife is beautiful like you know and then
0: seems super powered uh, but might have kind of like impulse control problems uh it's quite likely that Bam Bam has some some impulse control problems.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's for sure. <laughs> All
0: right. I how, hated I hated Bam Bam, by the really? way. Really? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> how about Sylvester Sylvester the cat?
1: Oh, uh like I am gonna say like used car salesman. Okay. Like uh, I could just see him, you know, like struggling uh, struggling salesman who you know, as, has bouts of lack of self-confidence, but who has to put on a good face and try to make it happen.
0: How about olive oil? Uh,
1: olive oil. mm, I'm going to say, I got to assign her to a trope. Uh, I'm going to say she's the kind of like, uh, like spinster in the town who it turns out to be way more fun and interesting than anybody thinks and gotcha. you learn kind of an act too that she's got some hidden talents and qualities, but like everybody's overlooked <laughs> her. And so she, she has like kind of a small role in the play and then busts out like a great, like one of the most fun numbers in the overall musical in the second act.
0: Also just lets that hair out of that tight bun at some point too. Oh, and yeah. 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 All right. How about again? Uh, again not a big Popeye fan. Right. How about in our? This is another one in our series of. Also, the the um, cartoon world was populated with kind of desperate gentlemen as well. It was gen- a lot of men, a lot of desperate gentlemen. How about Elmer Fudd? Oh,
1: Elmer Fudd. Oh my God! What a sad sack. Let to say Elmer Fudd is the like. He's he's the guy that you know he, he goes he goes to like the the 12 year old soccer league and he's like too hard on the referees and stuff. And it's like, his son isn't even in the league anymore. But, like, he, uh, he's still, like, he, he continues to like, like he, he's never kind of like the most fun he had in the last 15 years was coaching the team when his kid was 12. Uh-huh. So he
0: sticks in around there and coaches uh-huh. some
1: other kids for a while, but he's also an alcoholic and a problem.
0: Uh, that's uh, Yeah. Uh, how about Shaggy?
1: shaggy um let's say like uh you know a uh, sneaky smart computer programmer who just doesn't have he just can't focus very cool it can't focus and then like for four minutes a day he accomplishes what most people can do in like the eight hours um but uh, uh what, what is you know like kind of like those um,
0: the dude who lives in the closet and real genius
1: that's what, yeah, that's exactly right. That's yeah. who I was singing about, and then I was thinking about uh Van Wilder too like the you know, the the yeah, the, the geniuses who uh are just too put upon to actually do much, but then he gets it done.
0: All right, last one. Someone we both have I think maybe a uh, probably a softer spot than some for uh Wily Coyote.
1: Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of uh I, you know, I hate the Roadrunner, right? I feel like the Wily Coyote I'm cheer do you, who do you cheer for in those cartoons?
0: Coyote. Yeah. He's, the, the yeah, road owners yeah. just seem so smug. Ah, so yeah. smug. We,
1: we, yeah. You know, come on. And he knows what's up. Ah. And also those acme products. We've talked about this oh, before, yeah. But, yeah. They lost yeah,
0: a they yeah. lost quite a healthy suit to Mr. Coyote in uh that in a particular right. court case. <laughs> that is right.
1: That is right. Oh, that was funny. We should do that one more time. That was, <laughs> a, that was a, one of my favorite ones you ever did. Um so Wiley Coyote. You know, gosh, I think he's, like, again, there's a lot of these, like, desperate gentlemen. But, yeah. I mean, to me, he's the guy who, um, you know, like, gets, gets the whole family. He's like the Clark Griswold, right? Like, he gets his whole family together. He tries his best. He sets <laughs> everything up. And then it just all goes wrong
0: every time he...
1: He cuts the turkey and it explodes. You know,
0: it's,
1: it's just there's he can never quite get it right, even though he's just trying his best. And that's 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 what my cast him out.
0: didn't mean to do this, but that that leaves us right, right there with in the meanwhile, right? In the meanwhile, oh, yeah. yeah, all right. That seems like a fine place to finish. Uh very good. We'd like to thank Nate Defort, who does the producing. Julie Nichols did our music. Emily Cardamus did the artwork. If you want to get in touch with Rush or I, and your name starts A to was it L or M, do you have?
1: I got uh, the first 13 letters. I think it's through
0: yeah. M. Okay, I do not know if we moved it because it seemed like everybody in the world was had a had a last initial in that first in that first half. Um, but if you're A through M, go ahead and write to Rush. If you're N through Z. You can write to me, and you can do that at uh, here's the situation podcast at gmail.com um, Feel free to. Uh, I think you're
1: right. I think I have been giving you the M's, but I think we've had an M for a little while. But yeah. Maybe we
0: um, and feel feel free to rate and review. Uh, we'd we'd like that. And uh, what am I forgetting, Rush?
1: I think that's it. Just stay safe, everybody. We're, we're uh, this is probably our sixth episode of uh, quarantine times and. Uh, You know, we we hope everybody is is doing well. Hopefully we can be a little bit of a distraction during a a tough time. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're turning the corner before too long.
0: Bye, y'all.